Before we get into the episode, head on over to RighteousFelon.com for all your favorite beef jerky flavors. I'd recommend starting off with the whole shebang craft jerky gift bundle. The jerky is smoky and savory, spicy and sweet. All of your favorites, all in one variety pack. Use promo code OCSN, all lowercase, to get 15% off at checkout. Don't miss this great opportunity. Go to RighteousFelon.com today. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ice Cold Takes podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiMeglio, and the regular season is finally about to come to an end. And playoff hockey, the best time of the year, will start next week. Today, I'm joined by Natalina Focarelli to give final grades of the regular season for the Rangers. Thanks for joining me, Natalina. How are you? Thank you so much for having me again. This is one of my favorite podcasts to come on. I feel like we always, we always go off on long tangents. That, I, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm doing well. How are you? I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing well. Uh, how is life after Ryan Strom treating you this year? It's not as hard. It's not as hard as I thought it would be. I love him, but I always have like a, a signature guy. Like it started out with Delzato and then it moved. Um, who did it move to there? I had, I had my VC jersey, so I was so happy that he came back. I feel like it kind of like cushioned the blow a little bit with Strom because he was always like my rand. I have like a random favorite player like throughout their cycle being on the Rangers. And then it was Shea. And uh, before that, it was Delzato to Broussard. So that was tough when that whole thing happened. But then obviously getting Mika wasn't too bad. So I think that was okay. But I'm doing all right. I haven't. And, and <laughs> someone like Trocek coming in, you can't really complain. So um, I don't, I still am sticking to the fact that Ryan Strom was not the problem and never was the, the problem. But having Trocek, you know, it elevates the team completely and he's played amazing. So that helps too. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that, you know, Strom wasn't horrible. I didn't hate him. Just Trocek is just so damn good this year. Like he's, yes. he's great. He's great. He's been worth every single penny of the the contract. So like yeah. Strom I, got five million and Trocek got like five point six. So no, you spend the extra. It's it's funny too because every time I mentioned Strom or something like after he left or just saying you know defending him still in some way, it's always like, well you hate Trocek and how could you even compare the two? And I'm like, it's not. They're not comparable. No one's talking about Trocek. If you look at like my Twitter or whatever, like I love Trocek. I think he's a beast, and it, it, his faceoffs alone are enough to make him worth his yeah. contract. But I'm um, like, it's not about comparing the two. It's just like, hi everybody. Like Strom isn't the biggest problem that you were making him out to be. But in comparison, no, of course Trocek elevates the team. But that's what they were looking for over the summer, and they got what they needed. So. Yeah, he was certainly one of the best players for the Rangers this year. They had the Rangers had a lot, a lot of performers this year. Um, I mean, we could we could talk about like about grades and stuff. We'll get into that, but I mean, we'll I guess to start everything, uh, the the biggest thing is like the Stephen McDonald Extra Effort Award. Um, so at around this time of year, the Rangers always give out the team awards, and that's the biggest one, the the Extra Effort Award. I always look forward to seeing who's gonna win it. Last year it was it was Kreider. This year, I thought it was going to be Jacob Truba for the the helmet toss thing, but it was Lindgren. It was Ryan Lindgren, and you know what? You cannot go wrong with that. I think that is a excellent choice for for the extra effort award. Uh, and you know the it, he said it best. Like it's he's the heart and soul of the building. 
He really is. Like, the Rangers do so much better when he's on the ice. They did pl- pretty well when he was injured, like, this recent stretch. But, I mean, it's just not the same when he's out of the lineup. No, for sure. I literally said to before when I was watching the game with my dad, I was like, they need to do some type of Ryan Lindgren theory, like some type of research, because their team is significantly different. Like even Fox, as incredible as he is on his own, he just is a little bit different. Like you just see yeah. how much Lindgren compliments Fox. And I think I think Truba, too, um, I was someone who was like, I think it should be Mika or Kreider. And I think that's just because for captain you know, they, they've been there the longest and they, in my opinion, they had done the most, but obviously we don't know better than the locker room. And, and then we kind of saw when Truba got the C, it means so much to him. He says all the time to just play for the Rangers, you know, for him and his family, his wife, but then the way that he just came out and, and was the captain, there's, there's no other, there's no other captain, but I think it also people kind of don't talk about how it lets Mika do what he does without that extra pressure. Like we kind of forget, like when you're the, you're the captain of the New York Rangers, you have to make those big plays and you have to make those game changing. And Mika doesn't play like that. He's like a quiet, like humble warrior, but he does everything, but he doesn't have to deal with all the extra, this extra, that extra, because he has Truba who does it so well. So I think for me, extra effort, it could have went, I was, I was Truba. I was Mika because extra effort. I mean, he does everything that you could imagine, but in the end I voted for, for Lindgren. So I think that, um, no one was surprised, but to even have multiple guys and the Rangers always do every year, but to have multiple guys that could have fit the bill so well, I think it just shows that they're really going in the right direction. So they kind of all bought in this year on, on giving that extra effort, even a guy like VC, like is VC going to get the extra effort awarded is a big deal. So probably not this year, but people look past him and it's like what he did for that fourth line. It, it was, you know, the definition of extra effort. So it really could have been anyone, but I think in the end, it, it, it was and always was Ryan Lindgren. Yeah, there were a lot of great choices. I think VZ w- would have been a good choice, too. If you go back in time, I mean, talk about fourth liners winning that thing. Brandon Pross won it in 2011. I remember that. He had a great year that season. Um, VZ could have won it this year, but, I mean, Lindgren getting it, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And he could win it a few times in his career if he stay if he stays on the Rangers. Like if he could win it next year too. Like he's he is that kind of player. He blocks every single shot. He did you see what he said at the end of the 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 last game? He got he got hit in the face with the puck and he's like, oh, it grazed me. It clearly got like his entire face. He's yeah, like, oh, I, I think it just grazed me. I'm okay. I, yeah, I tweeted something like it's very poetic that he gets hit in the face and he's gushing blood and then he comes back on the bench five minutes later um, in a game that again, like the Rangers, they need, they, they need to win these games, quote unquote, for standing. But at the end of the day, they are games that they could kind of just say, okay, we're in, we're in third. That's where we're kind of sitting. Let's see how it plays out with the Canes and with the devils. Um, But then he's like throwing his face in front of, front of a puck. And it's like, well, there you go. There's our guy. If he's not bleeding, then he's not out there kind of thing. That's kind of the, the underlying thing with the Ranger fans. So. Yeah, right. It's, you know, the games don't matter as much. These ones, like you go, you listen to what Edel said. He was saying, if we're going to be a good team, like we have to be able to beat anybody anywhere. So like the standings, they, it seems like the Rangers aren't as concerned with, you know, the results of these last couple of games as they are like with their own performance and, you know, staying healthy and stuff like that. Um, And Lindgren doing it on a, a, basically meaningless game is you know just a testament to the kind of player that he is 
And you brought up you brought up Zabanajad. He ended up winning team MVP. I believe that's voted on by the players. Mm-hmm. And uh I mean 90 point year for, for Zabanajad. It's career high. He if he gets a goal tonight, he'll have 40. So we'll be rooting for that. I, I'm sure everybody will be trying to pass to him. Uh his line mates for sure. Kreider's definitely gonna be will not stop passing it to, until he gets uh, 40 because that's what Zabanjad did to Kreider last year for his 50th goal. No, so I mean, any any objections to the team MVP? Like maybe Panarin? Uh, absolutely not. I think that it's. I think Mika is is the best trade in recent in recent Rangers history and in years. I feel like I'm. And again, when I was I was younger, I don't really know all the you know ins and outs of the 1994. And I know they traded for big players for that year to go win the cup and all that stuff. But um, even when I talk to my dad, who's been following them, you know that whole older generation, I can't think of a better trade in Rangers history and one of like the best trades in probably recent NHL times, like in modern times of NHL, because no one, I don't think anyone thought that Mika was going to be what he is now. Um, You know, there are some guys that probably might've followed him closely for whatever reason, or, you know, they were like, you got a good player in Mika, but to trade him like that one for one for um, one of my favorites, but to trade him like that, we were kind of just like, okay, here's this guy, like, what's he going to do? And, um, to become what he's become, he is the true MVP of the team. I feel like he just does everything on the power play, on the kill, getting back on defense, his pa- just passing the puck to ever- the way that he just, like you said, complimented Kreider last year. Kreider doesn't hit 50 without Mika. It's just not, it doesn't happen. And, and it just, he, he does everything. And then you just see again to that quiet humbleness. I feel like he is so like, happy to be there so confident in what he's doing and it just like shows like the younger players just look to him and look to Kreider like you know at the end of every game when they're the last two that come off the ice and and I feel like just the way he's complimented you you brought in I think the the biggest thing about Mika for me is you brought in Artemi Panarin you brought in Tarasenko you brought in Patrick freaking Kane and everyone's like these are the big names of the New York Rangers like they've and they are obviously and it could have been so easy for Mika to get rattled by it, to kind of sit back and say, let me let these guys do their thing and take over a bit. But he said, no, I'm just I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, keep elevating my game, keep scoring, keep getting assists, keep doing everything that I do. And being able to complement all these different superstars that were brought to the Rangers, I feel like that is something that just makes him again the MVP because it could have been really easy for him to be like let me just you know take a step back or where I'm I'm rattled I don't know how to play with these guys every guy that comes in it looks like Mika's played with them for 10 years mm-hmm. so it's like I think that's just the the magic of Mika Mika March Mika May Mika April whatever <laughs> to call it it's like all year long so definitely my vote for the MVP too Mika 12 months of the, of the <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah uh I think I like that you brought up you know how Kane like comes in and Tarasenko comes in like those guys instead of being like star players on the team they are basically the depth players like they're the supporting cast of this the core is already established the core is like Zabanajag, Kreider, Fox, Panarin right and then you add Tarasenko and Trocek and Patrick Kane and those guys are like taking a backseat to them like you see you listen to what Kane is saying in in like post-game pressers it's like He's giving all this praise to Hedo, Lafreniere, and Kako. Like, I got to spend some time with these guys. Like, these guys are awesome. Like, they're pulling a lot of the weight here. Zabanajad's such a great player. 
even like Tarasenko, like he's so happy to be playing with Panarin, and that only adds to the to the the team chemistry dynamic. So I mean, having guys like Tarasenko and Kane, to your point, it's like they're the supporting cast, and yeah, which is insane, insane. <laughs> like you would never think that. Yeah, like you had mentioned for the kids, the kids could have said, okay, well the stars are here. Like, you know, and, and Lafreniere, like, when I was younger, I was like, Mia Hamm is my is my role model. Like, I was a soccer player, and then it's like, now he's playing next to his, you know, next to his childhood star, and Kane's saying those things about him, and then the kid line's still one of the best lines on the Rangers, and they're still producing, and it's like, you bring these guys in, and, and I feel like, too, it was a nice thing for ranger fans to see because as you know new york rangers and we we have all this money and we play at msg like we love the names we're always like we need a star we need a star and sometimes we forget like zabanajad is a star i don't mm -hmm. care what anyone says he's the most to me i've said it multiple times the most underrated player in the nhl in my opinion I don't care what anyone says. I think he's the most underrated because he's not just the best player on the Rangers or the MVP or a, a great all-around player. He's a star. He's not a superstar, right, to, per se, but he's a star, and I don't think that he gets the credit for it. Um, but I think it's just nice for Ranger fans to say, okay, we got the big names. We got the biggest names you could have got minus, you know, the untouchables, like, Connor McDavid, like, you know, you're not bringing him in anytime soon. Mm -hmm. So you bring in Kane, you bring Tarasenko, you bring in, like you said, Trocek is a big name. I remember hearing Trocek and not really following him. Yeah. This Trocek guy, I hear about him all the time. And then when we brought him in, it was like the biggest deal. And nobody in their wildest dreams thought, well, here comes Tarasenko. And then in the wildest of all dreams being like, no, but we're not done. We're bringing in Kane. You know, so I feel like it just like you said, that they complement the team so much. And it's just, I think in the playoffs, we're going to see those guys and be like, oh, that's why they have Stanley Cups. Mm. And, that, that, and that's what they're going to bring. Because I think Heedle turned it on, you know, in the playoffs. I think our guys did really good for a lot of them that it was like their first time really in a playoff and going that deep in the playoffs. But having guys like Kane and Tarasenko, it's going to be, that. that's when we're really going to see them kind of shift and be like, okay, this is why they're, they're the names that they are. Yeah, great point. I, I agree with you there. I, and we could shift to like the the grades for the team. We're on the subject of offense, like all of our forwards. Like to me, if I had to give a grade, like a regular school grade system, <laughs> offense has to be an A. Like this is it's, yeah, this is the the best built like forward core I've ever seen the Rangers put together. Like in all my years, like better than the fourteen fifteen Presidents Trophy winning team, better than the the team that went to the finals in in thirteen fourteen. Better than like the Eastern Conference leading 2011-2012 team, like these are like unbelievable players all on the same roster. <laughs> uh, there's so much depth of the team. There's five players on the team with over 50 points, and almost nine players with 40 points. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Like Kako, Lafreniere, Hedl. The fact that they're pulling their own weight is so important. Like last year they had like 20, 25 points. Now they bump that up like. 15 points and now they got 40 basically each of them heedle's got 45 so it's a dangerous team like from top to bottom on the on from the forward side what, what would you get if you had to give a grade for offense like what would you give them i i agree i give them an a and i think the you know the main points to that are mika could have again had a drop-off year he just is the best he's ever been Kreider, everyone talks about Kreider 50 he'll never do it again his contract sucks what is he doing right now? He's putting in goals. What is he at? 40? Is he at? He have 40? He has, 
he yeah, has not- less than 40, but he's got like like over 35. He's it's got be- uh, 36. Something in there, whatever it is. But again, even for him, he's he's not on no 20 goal season like everyone projected. He would have some big slump after his 50 goal season. But then obviously you have guys like Panarin, you have the Kane and Tarasenko that are doing what they're supposed to do. But I think what really contributes to it is our kid line and our fourth line. Because this is the best fourth line I think the Rangers have had in so many years. I, I was laughing with my dad watching games and just talking about these players that we've seen come through the Rangers fourth line and like, where are they? We're like, who is this guy? How is he on this team? What We're never going to win a cup with this guy. And like, you don't appreciate the fourth line until you have a really good fourth line. I think yeah. you don't, you don't realize because you're like, our team is so top heavy. We have all these guys, but then we'd have players. I don't even remember their names, like just shoved into the fourth line, like thrown in there. Not saying we haven't had some great fourth liners over the years, but never a fourth line like this to get VZ, I think was so smart and such just a, a good little addition that no one really ever thought of. I don't think anyone, you know, in Rangers fan base had talked about that before it happened. Um, Goudreau being able to move down and play that fourth line role. He's a guy I was again laughing. I was getting yelled at by my brother and my dad because I was like, you know, Goudreau is like boring me a little bit recently. (laughs) What do you mean? He does everything. He does everything. He does everything. And I was like, I know I just want him to score again because like I miss him scoring, but he was able to just, go down into that role and he's he's incredible but he just plays a different role now so i'm like oh remember when goodrell was like up there scoring goals and now he plays like this dominating fourth row line um but and then the kid line i always it's interesting because i always saw the kids as plugins like you have your main guys Who's going to throw into the Criders Abanajad line? Who are we going to throw into the Panarin Trocheck or Strom at the time? Like, who are we going to plug in? Where does Kravzov fit into the puzzle? So it was always about fitting them in with the, the big or the older guys that we had. And then they, it just, it completely changed. It just became, no, they're not plugins anymore. They are the established line of the three of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like having them instead of, you know, throwing Hedl, Hedl can play wing. Let's throw Hedl in the center, you know, second line center. Like, let's throw these guys, where are they going to go? I remember getting Trocheck and a lot of people talked about like, that's it for Hedl. He can't, he, his, he's done going to the second line because you never thought that he was going to be able to play third line the way that he does. But having that third line of the kids and saying like, they're not plugins, they're actually their own line and their, and, and their chemistry and everything that they've built together, knowing how young they are just for the years and years and years to come that we, they, we hopefully keep that line together, which I don't see them breaking up for whatever reason. But I think that just, they found the identity that we were always like, because again, even the line changes, we'd all be yelling at the coach, like, why are you shifting these lines around when they were struggling? You know, it's, it's funny because I'm like, how is this the same team that we had in like December and back in like the winter when we were like, what what happened to the Rangers? Like they fell apart. They went all the way through to the Eastern Conference finals. And then, you know, they completely had a terrible year. They're never going to make the playoffs. They're never this. And then a week before playoffs, they're fighting for first place and they're neck and neck, you know, with the the Canes and the Devils for first in the Metro. And now they're locked into mm-hmm. playoffs. So I think just finding where they fit, like you said, they had all these names and that's why it was so frustrating. Like on paper, we'd be like, they have the names, where are they going? And now I just think that they found where they're going. And, and then, like we said, Tarasenko and Kane almost became like, okay, now where do they, we just place them in the puzzle? You know? So I think that, that is what completely shifted the team, just finding where they belong on offense in that third and fourth line. 
um, because Panarin and Kreider always had it. Panarin always has it. But where do those other guys, you know, fit? So I think that they found it, hopefully. Once Gallant put the kids back together, it was it became so obvious that that needed to be a thing because they're so damn good together. Yeah. Like you go back to around uh, the new year, right, when they were together. And then um, right at the all-star break, they were put back together again. And ever since then, it's been it's been a tear. They've been on a tear. Like they just play so much better together. So rather than them being pieces of the puzzle, they're their own section of the mm-hmm. puzzle. So, and, and, and to that, and to that, like what you said, Kane and Tarasenko become pieces to the puzzle, mm-hmm. not the kids. Right. So, and they're all pulling their own weight too. It's just, yeah. you know, they don't take a back seat. I like what you said about that. They, they're not taking a back seat. They're playing the way that they need to play. Uh, you know, if it comes, comes down to like, you know, making a, a tweak here and there, like, yeah, maybe you do split them up in the playoffs, but to, they got us to this point. Right. Yeah. For like their play is what is what helped the Rangers, you know, be in that conversation for first place in the division, be in the conversation for getting the second seed in the Metro, competing with the Devils. You know what I mean? Like they they have done uh, more than enough to help this team out, and yeah, hopefully it continues. Hopefully they they play the way that they played last year in the playoffs, this year, but like even better, like integrating incorporating the elements that made them so good in the regular season this year into the playoffs. Um, you know, yeah. they're, they're phys- physical players too. They're not like guys that shy away from, from body checks. Lafreniere will throw the body. Kako will throw a reverse hit here and there. And Hedl's a great skater. Like he, yeah. doesn't, he doesn't get run over easily. No, right? yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it, it'll be exciting to see how they, how they play again. I'm, I'm very excited to see them play again in the playoffs. So we'll have to see, we'll have to see who they match up against. Yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah, I think it's funny, too, because they're a first overall pick, a second overall pick, and a high first rounder. So to think, like, oh, they came out – these guys came out of nowhere. Like, it's just so funny. It's like, no, they just developed in a very weird COVID pandemic-y few seasons, and now they're playing. Like, I, I just love watching Laugh. Like, he looks like he's been playing for the Rangers for 15 years. Mm-hmm. He is so funny, so just bantering with these, like, guys who are, like, his idols, and he's just – always goofy and and like and those little things like I think they just once he got comfortable and he was like oh they trust me on my own line with my own guys that can play the way that compliments me instead of just what can I do for Kreider or what can I do for Panarin I think it shows too in the way that they play like their confidence as these young guys they look like an established line of 26 year olds and they're not so I think Mm -hmm. that that's exciting for the future too regardless of even what happens this year yeah the the path to get to where they are it might not have been the greatest, but I'm just happy that they're here now. Yeah. You know? So I, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, moving on to defense. Um, the defense for me, the season started <laughs> off horribly for for some of the defensemen. Truba for sure. Uh, I mean, like Hayek too, even though he didn't play that many games. Uh, it's gotten better since December, but still lots of turnovers and long shifts against them. Um I give them a B minus. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think that that's fair. I think at times you could have slapped like a D, like it, like. Oh for, yeah, yeah. For like overall season, I would say it averages out to a to a B minus. But it's so funny too because the Rangers were such a like defensive powerhouse for so long, like they're just for years, and then yeah. like, 
see them struggle, it's like, what did you mean we gave up two goals? Like, what do you mean we gave up three goals? Because we were so used to one nothing games, two one games. Like, and I mean that obviously plays a part that Lundqvist and Shesterkin are our goalies. Not to forget about them, but um, definitely a lot of lapses. I think Keandre Miller had a great season overall, but he had a few where you like stretches where you were like, "What's going on with him?" Truba, I've said it probably. You could pull up tweets before that are like, "Does Truba know how to play defense?" Um, but again, he then he brings on his other role of being a captain and 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 doing everything that he needs to do on that end. So you're like, okay, Truba, you get a little bit of a pass. Um, Fox is still Fox. Lindgren was hurt, you know, over time. But I think overall they've kind of gotten it together. I think Schneider again is just like a quiet. I called him last year at the end of of the playoffs. Like he's just a warrior and he's so good. And he might not get as much recognition because you have guys like Fox and you have guys like. Miller and who can go, you know, from one end of the ice to the other end and score a beautiful goal. And then you have Truba who's fighting everyone, throwing hits all the time. But I think Schneider's just such like a, a, a poised and beast and he's always doing what he has to do. Sometimes again, you're like, what, what did Schneider just do? But I feel like then it's like out of character for him. Mm -hmm. So I agree. I think averaging out, they definitely had stretches where you were like, this team can't, can't play in the playoffs with this defense. Um, but I think that they're going to be okay, with, especially with Lingren back. But um, and, and guys stepping in when Lingren was gone, I think that that was huge too. Like um, Harper, yeah. Yeah, like Harper. And, and you, I laugh at him because I'm like, sometimes again, you're like, what is he doing? And But then you're like, he's not going to be the guy. You know, Lingren will be back. He's just doing what he needs to do right now. And I think that's like a, a good theme for this year. Like at, when people need to step up, they did. Um, so I'm not really concerned about them in the playoffs, but I guess, like you said, we'll see the matchups and um, we're, they're going to have to clean up some sloppiness for sure. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> just Harper was used just to get them there. And, and yeah. like when, when the Kane stuff was happening, like he was used just to get them to that yeah. point where they could get the trade going, you know? Yep. Right. And to your point about Schneider, I like that you bring him up because I, I like him. I think he's a good defender. Analytically, he doesn't have the greatest numbers. And to me, I'll give like my, uh, my reasoning for my opinion on why that is. I think because he's a third pair defenseman and he's playing with Harper most of the time. Like, he was doing better with Zach Jones, like, analytically, yeah. Yeah. But as a third-pair defenseman, like, you're not going to shut out the opponent every single game, right? Like, they're going to get their chances at some point or another. It's just going to become – it's more likely that it comes against your third pair because your third pair is not as good as Fox and Lindgren. You know what I mean? Like, Agreed. So, you know, you have, like, top guys on the other team, you know, running to running into a brick wall, theoretically, let's just say that, like, with Fox and Lindgren on the ice. And then if they get matched up against a third pair, it's like a lot easier for them. You know, mm -hmm. not that they're playing poorly. They're making good defensive plays. Like Schneider's making good defensive plays. So like he'll, he'll allow like a long shift or two, but I mean, positionally, I, I feel comfortable with him the way he is. Like, I mean, he may not add anything offensively, but I'm comfortable with him as a third pair defenseman, especially going into the future. He's young. And uh, he's got talent, you know, and uh, even with Harper, too, like he he's a fill in guy, like I said. So once you once you move Mikola down, it should strike that that bottom pair not going to be shut down like as good as the, the first pair, but I mean, a better third pair. 
So I, 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 I like Schneider. I think Mikola is doing pretty good. Yeah. He's big. Mikola, I went to that Flyers Rangers game and I saw him in person. I was like, yeah, he is a big guy. Towering. Yeah. I really. A t- I was like amazed. I was like, I, I don't think I, I have seen a guy this big on a break, like in a Rangers Jersey. Yeah. Oh, so long because they're usually just you know they're they're quick and they're small and they're you know fox and Nimble. and you know those guys but to see him i was like oh he's massive yeah i thought keandre miller's reach was was huge this guy mikola's reach is through the roof unbelievable yeah. it's crazy yeah. it's like his he stretches his arm out from like the face off dot and it reaches to the blue line yeah no believable <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, Mikola, Mikola, I, I like him as a as a as a defenseman. I think that was a, a key part of that that trade. I, I like that they brought in an extra defenseman. They didn't settle with Harper or call Hayek back up. You know what I mean? Agree. They, they they upgraded there. So I mean, while it had their rocky start, again, B minus for me. It, it there. It, it uh, it improved uh, throughout the season. Uh, last thing, goaltending. Uh, I'll give them a B because same thing with the defense. Like they started off. Like kind of rough. Halak was not good in the beginning of the year. We remember how he started, but midseason he picked it up. He became the goalie that he was. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Like for most of his career, just as a backup. And Shesterkin had a rough stretch after the All-Star break. I remember a lot of people were saying Shesterkin's crap. Like he's been like this for a long time now. He's not a good goalie, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, come on, man. Come on. You can't, you can't say that. Look, just- listen to these stats. Listen to these stats. Since the game he got pulled in Washington on February 25th, 12-3-1. With a 2.00 goals against average, 934 save percentage, and two shutouts. It doesn't surprise me. I think the biggest thing about Shesterkin, and I think it's very similar to Lundqvist in a way, is he holds himself to the high, to a higher standard than we even hold him to, and he's a competitor. Like Lundqvist hated losing. Like you read it all over his face, and he he didn't lose often, but he hated it, and and especially when it was like on him, and you knew, and he knew it was on him that night. 
and I think I get the same, I get that same vibe from Shesterkin. Like no one, I don't, I wasn't worried even a little bit. I remember specifically tweeting during that time, right after the, uh, right after he went to the all-star, which I just got his jersey and it finally came. Um, so I'll be wearing that today during the game. But he, um, and he had that rough stretch and I tweeted and I was like, you're worried in February about the Vizena, the Vizena trophy winner or Vezina trophy winner. And you're worried about him in February having a rough stretch and, you know, actually thinking that he's not going to turn it around is absolutely mind blowing. So he didn't surprise me at all. I think obviously it's frustrating when you see a guy who, you know, is so, so good, clearly going through it. But I think he, ha he always had that same Lundquist type esque. Like I, I know guys and I'm going to turn it around and, and I'm going to be better than I ever was and I'm or better than I've ever been and you're, everything's going to be okay. So I think that I, I never once doubted him. I think it's fair to give them like a B, maybe a B plus just because Shesterkin is so good. I think I would go with, um, and having a good backup goalie, that's, that's, a, that's a big deal. And he was able to give Shesterkin days off when it was needed um, and kind of turned into the Halak that, again, we kinda, we've, we've seen him be, especially against the Rangers um, you know, uh, um, in his past. So I think that uh, it's fair. B-plus is fair, but I think Shesterkin is going into the playoffs in full Shesterkin form. And that's the thing that we're, again, yeah, in February, you're going to be like, oh, Shesterkin and, and other – other fan bases are going to be like, oh, we told you Shesterkin this. like, And I'm like, don't don't post that video of Shesterkin waving goodbye to the Penguins because it always comes back to bite you. That mm -hmm. that video, they love, to, they love to post it and be like, oh, he spoke too soon. And I'm like, he's going to be fine. And so I think, again, going into the playoffs, having Shesterkin ready to go is a huge, huge piece of the puzzle. Um, and I think he's ready. He's in form now. So I'm not concerned. Yeah, I never bought into the whole narrative that he had, he's a fluke goaltender. He's way too good to be a fluke goaltender. Like, so we, everybody knew that his his stats last year were not replicable. Uh, same deal as Kreider getting 50 goals again. That we, knew, we know that's not going to happen. The numbers Shostakov put up last year, no goalie has ever put those up, right? So... He's down to earth. He's back down to earth. So, like, his numbers for this year are pretty solid, I, I would say. I mean, uh, I I had all the faith. I, I'm with you. I'm, I had all the faith in the world that he would, you know, make a comeback and uh, and improve after that, like, all-star break kind of stretch uh, around the trade deadline. And he did, as I as I uh, laid out with those stats. Like, he, he's, he's been good. Uh, he stayed healthy. And... Uh, you know, it's it's good. The Rangers are going to need him to play to play the level that he can play at. If he could, you know, maybe bring back some of that magic from last year and make himself even better, that's even better. Even I think, better. I think he's a he's a game. He's like the he's like Lundqvist in like that biggest arena, biggest stage. Everything's up for grabs. Like and and he shows up. I don't see him ever not showing up. And he elevates his game to to be at where it needs to be when it needs to be there. And I think what's funny too is like the rain. We're not used to. I mean, I'm not used to the Rangers scoring so many goals. Like how we talked about their offense. So we also in the playoffs, it's a little bit different. Everyone tightens up their teams. But like he didn't have to always be the best like like Lundqvist was like he gave up a goal and you're like are the Rangers gonna score one back like are they gonna win the game and it was always, always played a little bit tighter so when Lundqvist did that here and there it was like oh and like he would go on those little stretches or whatever would happen but the Rangers are scoring goals so he didn't have to be I don't think as perfect quote-unquote as he was last year either so I think that that 
it helps when your team is actually scoring more than one or two goals a game. Yeah, this is an offense-focused team, so they could score goals at, at any given moment. And uh, so if Shosturkin comes up with the saves that he needs to make, then that- the Rangers are going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I like that you brought up the, the wave uh, from Shosturkin on the Penguins. It's so fitting because the Penguins just got knocked out of the playoffs for the first Uh-oh. time in 16 seasons. So, I mean, I cannot believe that happened. Uh, it is it's it's amazing, honestly. I mean, for the sport, of course, I, I and I I hate Crosby as a as a you know rival, but as a player, he's he's Crosby and there's yeah, a, of all of that. And you know, it's not great for the sport when Crosby and Malkin are in the playoffs. But you, but it's also just the best thing. I love it so much. I don't care what anyone says because, like I said, I've told you before, and I've said before, like I don't go looking to fight with other teams you know on twitter or on social media but the number one team that has surpassed the devil's fan base which is very hard to do for most um unbearable fan base in my experience uh, is the penguins so not having to deal with them like honestly that moment and you probably saw the video when panarin scored and we beat the penguins in game seven and i like screamed and it was on the rangers posted it or whatever and my brother like trampled over me yeah there was just a moment of like, obviously it was like the Rangers are going through and that was my first thought. And then like my next thought was just like, oh, thank God. Like I don't have to deal with these flooding of of fans from Pittsburgh that are going to be all up in my mentions. So not having to deal with them in the playoffs is, is a very nice weight off my back personally. Um, and again, it's just, I don't know, like for me, yeah, we hate the Devils, but like the Devils haven't been in the playoffs steadily at all for years. It's just, I don't, I don't know. Let's see what they can do. Let's see Jack Hughes in the playoffs. Like they, they try to make themselves this big rival. Like you don't want to play us. You're probably hoping for the Canes to lose. And, and I'm like, I, no, like, well, like it's, it's New Jersey versus New York. Like, like come to play. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it'll, if we play them, it'll turn into us beating them or them beating us. I don't know. But it's just like, it, it's nice to not have to play the Penguins. Like, mm-hmm. let's play the Devils, like, for once. Like, I don't have to deal with Crosby and Malkin and the refs and, and going to Pittsburgh and playing. Like, I, I don't want it. I don't need it. I, I will take the Devil. I, if, even if the Devils beat us in the playoffs or whoever beats us in the playoffs, I will take playing that team over Pittsburgh for just one freaking year. Like, yeah. Give us a year. Like, give us a year off. We've had enough. I think we've had you know, our, our battles with Pittsburgh enough. So, and the Capitals, it's just, it's crazy that, and those big names, those big teams not being there anymore. It's just kind of a new, a new landscape for the, for the Metro and for for the league. For one year, at least, you know, like (laughs) I'll come back, I'll come back to, to like the devil's part, but like, you know, the Penguins missing the playoffs, right? Like that's just, it's so mind boggling. Like I have, I always give them the benefit of the doubt. Like the past three years, it's it's been like, all right, the Penguins are older. Is this the year they lose? They still have Crosby and Malkin. There's yeah. the benefit of the doubt there. You can't oh, count them out. So even on the other show that I, I, I used to that I, I did, uh, Center Ice, like I was saying, you know, in February, don't count the Penguins or the Capitals out. Don't count the Penguins or the Capitals out. And I'm wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> first time. First time that the that all of us ha- have been wrong like with with this with the penguins and the capitals not making the playoffs we've always said they're going to make the playoffs and they did every single year like the past three years they stayed on their streaks like they even though it seemed like they didn't have as good of a team they were getting older uh crosby malkin ovechkin like those guys getting older 
right? They're not going to be as effective. They still had it in them to will their team to the playoffs. But this year, this year, crazy that they, they neither of the teams, the Capitals or the Penguins, made it to the playoffs. I'm so surprised the Panthers were able to claw their way back, pun intended, uh, <laughs> and make it to the playoffs. And thank God they did. I'm so I was like, come on, Sabres. Like, even when the Sabres, it was like not happening. Yeah. And, were, and even when they like beat us, I was like, kind of okay. Like, keep, <laughs> I was like, I- I'll take the, the one point, even though it's really annoying because we shouldn't have dropped points against them. But I was like, come on, Sabres. I was like, could you imagine Sabres, Panthers over Penguins, yeah. Islanders? I, I, I said, I was like, I'll take one, obviously. I'll take, you know, Islanders or Penguins, preferably the Penguins being out. So that's, that, it did work out for me, but I was like, could you imagine Sabres, Panthers instead of yeah. Penguins? I couldn't see the Sabres, even though they went on a tear in the middle of the season, like they were looking really good. They, it looks like they've taken this, this, a step forward this year for sure. I still didn't think that they were going to make the playoffs over Pittsburgh or Washington. And, uh, I mean, Going back a couple of years, I ripped on Buffalo for not being a like not being the greatest organization for developing their forwards and, and their prospects, but now they're in a great spot. Next year they're gonna be dangerous. I will say that. I will fully admit to to the Sabres being a good team next year. I think that will happen. I think they're going to make the playoffs next year. Uh this year I just I thought the Penguins and the the Capitals still had it in them. Yeah, they didn't, but the Panthers and the Islanders still exist. So you know, I, I don't think those two teams are going to go far. The Panthers and the Islanders, but uh, I I think that they have like they're in a better spot than the Sabers because like their guys have been there. They don't they've done that. Now the Sabers have the experience uh, of success this year. Like they had a really really good year. There's a lot to love about this team and. Moving into next year, they could be so much better. Uh, but I mean, playoff matchups, Devils, Hurricanes. I I have to say, I'm still scared of the the Devils. I think it, it'll be a good matchup. It'll be a great matchup. What I'm most scared about is is like the what it's gonna be like if the Rangers lose to the to the Devils in the first round. You know what I mean, like. Like the fans coming into your mentions, like that stuff. Like 2012, <laughs> like when the Rangers lost to the Devils. I'm not over that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I it, think it stings. It hurts my heart. I love that team. Like that was such a great year. I thought they had it and it didn't happen, you know? Yeah, I think you bring up a great point because it's not, I, I don't, I can't really say matchup wise who I would rather have. And I don't mean that in disrespect before everyone attacks me from, from the Devils fan base of either fan base. They really believe that we are like, I want to play the Hurricanes. Like, no, I don't. I mean, do I want to play the Canes or the Devils? Not really. Like, that's not, you, you, you got to play who you got to play. But I always, right. you got to beat the teams to win the cup. So you got to play them at some point. If they're there, you play them, you beat them or you don't. I think, I think what, all Ranger fans can agree with and and even Devils fans can agree with is that the like you said the losing stakes are just higher because of the rivalry mm-hmm. so if you're talking about it in that way of you know do, who do you want to play more because you just don't want to you know, deal with the with the aftermath of maybe losing the Canes don't bother me they don't say anything to me I mean they don't they don't do anything to me personally Devils um Kako could score a goal in Montreal and Hughes could score playing against the Sabres 
and somewhere somehow there's devil's fans in my mentions like Hughes's goal was better than Kako's tonight yeah. and that's the truth so I, I and that's where it lies of like I know that I will be even playing them even you know game one two three if it goes to seven the Rangers love to go to seven but it, so it doesn't really change anything for me but I totally agree and I don't think anyone can disagree that obviously the stakes are higher in our own personal lives. Like mm -hmm. if you ask the Rangers, if you ask the organization, if you ask the coaches, I, I really don't think that they have a team that they don't match up well with. I do think when I watch the Devils play, for some reason, the Rangers don't always look the best against them. I don't, I don't know if the Devils are that much better in a sense. I don't, I don't really follow them enough the way that Devils fans follow the Rangers constantly, but I will say that I agree 100%. Obviously, would you rather lose to the Canes or the Devils? You'd, you'd rather lose to the Canes. But I'm thinking let's just beat, beat who we're playing and we don't have to really deal with the aftermath. But I, I don't know. Matchup-wise, I don't know. I know the Canes are a little bit banged up, so maybe like any team would kind of rather play them because of any you want to play any team with a guy banged up, obviously, more than a team that's fully there. But I agree. I think it's more about just that anxiety of like, if we lose or if we even lose a game, it could be game two and it could be two to one in triple overtime. The, the floodgates of red will open and they'll, they won't, won't stop until you like mute them all over social media. And then they, you know, they start off talking about the Rangers and devils and then they go into like your personal life and what I like all, like what I look like or what I, this or like, <laughs> and I'm like, Okay, this is where it's kind of like, would I rather not deal with that for seven games in an aftermath of losing? Obviously, like who wants yeah. to deal with that? But I'm not, I really don't, I really believe that Canes, Devils, Rangers are the teams collectively to beat. And yeah. I don't, I, obviously the Bruins are their own thing too, but I, I just think the Bruins over there and then the rest is the Canes, the Devils and the Rangers. So um, I don't know. I think it'll be, what, are they all playing tonight? I don't even, I only follow the Rangers really. Yeah. It's the same, but like the, the, this is good for the league, right? Like yeah. The Rangers devils, this rivalry is good for the, 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 the league. Like I'll give you, I'll, I'll tell you why. So the Rangers and the devils, if they play in the first round, I might look for tickets <laughs> in Newark. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go to MSG because it's way too expensive. I don't go to games too often. Yeah. Like maybe three a year, like. In the past two, okay, that that may be a lot. Okay, so like the past two years, I've gone to like three each, right? But before that, I would never go to a game. Maybe once every five years, right? I would go to a Rangers Devils playoff game in Newark over the Rangers playing like the Hurricanes. You know what I mean, right? So like that rivalry aspect of it, I would, I would, it, it matters. It matters, like to the consumers, to the people watching. Like this is good for the league. It's good for it's good to have the rivalries and stuff. It it generates the revenue and stuff like that. There's narratives and all this stuff. It, it's fun. It's fun. It's good. It's good for the league. Uh, but still, as a fan, I'm gonna be scared. As uh, like <laughs> not playing against the Devils. Like the Rangers, I'm confident the Rangers could could beat the Devils. Yes, it's the fact that if they lose is what I'm scared about. That moment when they lose. I don't know if I could stomach that. You know what I mean? Like it, it's always every every time you lose like a, a big playoff series, it's it hurts. Like well, last that, year, it hurt. That's how I felt with. Well, that's how I felt with the Penguins. There was a, there was that under after I had taken so much 
literally like abuse on Twitter for seven games. And it was like nonstop. It would be like the, the morning after the game and it would still, it would be like the random guy that uh. woke up at 6am and decided like, this is what I'm going to do today. Like, and they would just come at you relentlessly. I remember the big one that they like to use was that one meme of the guy giving a tissue and he's like tissue. <laughs> so I was like, I, I can't stomach losing to these people. It was like yeah. that. It was more, it was less like, you lose to Cros- that's the funny thing. I'm like, you lose to Crosby, you lose to Malkin in a seven game series with a with a few guys who have never on our team who are like like Laugh and Hedo and Paco who are young guys. Okay, you're kind of like I can I can stomach that as a Ranger fan playing against that same Malkin yeah. and Crosby and the refs and the this and the that. But the stomaching of losing to that fan base was something that I was like, I can't do it. I physically mm-hmm. cannot do it. So as soon as we won and I celebrated and I was so like overwhelmed, I went all in that Twitter and I threw a tissue meme right back at all those, <laughs> all those Twitter, those Twitter accounts that were uh, coming at me for so long. So that was fun. But I agree. I feel like it's the same way. We haven't had Devils Rangers in a long time. And I just don't think that the Devils fans know how to handle being good. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. They, they don't. They just they say things that are like really bizarre and really weird that I just, I wouldn't bring up if I was just watching the Rangers. Like, I don't, I don't think about the devils and they take it as such like an insult. You should think about us. Like you should be scared. Like I'm just watching my team play and you're saying things about the Rangers like that. I, I, I don't know. I think they tried to compare one guy tweeted something about Jack Hughes's stats versus Kako's stats as Ranger fans. We are, Kako season is a win for us. So you can compare it to Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes had a fantastic season. He's the best player on your team. Kako's not the best player on our team. Jack Hughes isn't playing with Kane. He's not playing with Tarasenko. He's not playing with Panarin. He's not playing with Sabanajai. He's not playing with Kreider. So Jack Hughes has to be incredibly amazing. Kako doesn't have to be there yet at all by any means. He's the third line. He does exactly what he needs to do. And we're that's the difference. Like you don't follow the Rangers like that. So you think like you're throwing some dig at us when we're like, Thank you for mentioning like Kako's amazing like scoring this year. I don't know why you had to compare it to Jack Hughes, who we give that to you. He went first. We didn't pick Kako over Hughes. That's another thing. They like think like, oh look, see, like we have Jack Hughes and look what he did, Ranger fans. I'm like, yeah, if we were first round, if we were the first overall pick, we would have picked him too. Like, so it's just very bizarre. But then they like want to compare. Like, I think I tweeted once we were playing, I don't know who we were playing, but they I said something like it, it, it seems like Jack Hughes might have paid off the refs in this one because we were about to, we would have tied the range. Uh, we would have tied the devils in the standings. If we beat this team, like to me, those are like, that's a joke. Yes. We, we can all, I think be adults and, and, and understand sarcasm and a joke enough to know that I don't actually believe Jack Hughes is off somewhere paying the referees. Like that's so it's like, I, I love the banter. I love the devil's Rangers rivalry. I'm happy. It's back. Welcome to the league devils. That's how I feel. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome back, because we've been here. I don't care how that sounds. We've been here, and if you beat us, okay, like, you're you're back. And if we beat you, like, okay, you know, the rivalry goes. But like you said, like, we want the rivalry. Like, do I want to lose to the Devils and deal with their fans? No, and they don't want the same thing as us. But, like, for the league and for, you know, longtime fans and people that are involved in the rivalry, it's all good. It's just – it's bizarre. It's almost like uh, they're mad that we're here. Like we're not mad and they, and they want us to be mad that they've arrived, but like, we're not mad that you've arrived. We've been waiting for you for a, mm-hmm. for a long time. So welcome back to the playoffs. Like, you know, and if we play them, we play them. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's very weird. I think that 
Here's odd. <laughs> yeah, so like the the Hughes to Kako comparisons, it, to me, it's like at this point, you got to stop comparing the two. Like I know they're from the same draft class, and Hughes is clearly at a, a higher stage than than Kako is. I'm I'm not gonna pretend and say like he's not. Like Hughes is an elite player. Kako's a third line scorer for their teams. Like they they fill out different roles. Like. You should you shouldn't be comparing Hughes to Kako. You should be comparing Hughes to Zabanajad because that's where it matches up. Hughes is the Devils' first line center. Zabanajad <laughs> is the Rangers' first line center. So their first line center has to go up against our first line center. And then what is your third line? Is your third line Capo Kako? No. <laughs> like, is it Lafreniere either? No. Right. No. Like that's what that's where it is. Like. I'm not saying the doubles have a bad, like, have bad forward depth. I'm not saying that at all. They, their team is actually really young. They have three young scoring lines, but it's just a little bit different than the Rangers. Like, the Rangers' top two lines have veteran scorers on there. Like, they have established players there. The Devils' top two lines are consisting of, of guys that are younger that are also established, but they're not, like, veterans yet. Like, they haven't sniffed the playoffs yet. Like, Palat. Yeah. Palat has played for the the play in the playoffs. Timo Meyer has, but like they don't have Panarin, right? They don't have Zabanajad or or like Kreider, a guy that's been in the playoffs basically his entire career, right? Like they don't have all those players, so it's a little bit of a different comparison. I think it's yeah, it's just a very bizarre comparison. If Jack Hughes wasn't doing what he's doing, playing at the level he's playing, the Devils wouldn't be where they are, right? You should take that as a compliment of like, you know, Jack Hughes is, but I think that's the problem. They don't, they almost go back and forth. It's like you, the, Jack Hughes is our, is, you know, is the leader of our team. He's a superstar. He's a this, but we would, you know, we would still be good. Like we're still good everywhere else. Like, yeah, you're good everywhere else. You're going to be in second or first in the Metro. Good for you. But like the comparison is very bizarre. Like the teams themselves, I don't think are comparable. And it's funny because a few years ago they were because they were the youngest two teams. I remember that list coming out. They were the two youngest teams in the whole league. And everyone was looking at them like, you know, the Devils, the 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 Rangers, their rebuilds. Let's look at how they're going to make their teams. And the Rangers completely, I won't say outbid or build them, but they did in a, in a sense of yours took about 10 years and ours took not 10 years. <laughs> but like, regardless, they they're here now you know what i mean like you're both here like and of course we're gonna banter and we're gonna go back and forth and it's it's all a rivalry and i'm glad that it's back but like it's just they almost like want to replace the rangers that's how i feel like devils fans come to me like well we're here now okay well so are we like you're not better you're not like let's not get carried away because you had one good season and who knows what you'll do in the playoffs maybe you'll beat us maybe you won't have to you know play us first round we don't maybe we won't even play each other i don't i don't whatever it ends up being it's just a very weird like well now we're here okay but the canes are still here they've been here for a while we're still here you know like it's like it's very like okay now now you can join us not like mm-hmm. now you can like replace us so I don't know. I guess we'll see. They're, yeah, I, I'm ready to just enjoy the playoffs and try to not get as um, social media involved as I did with Pittsburgh fans because yeah. they they were draining. They were very relentless, and I still would like to end with saying that they are number one in in unbearable fan bases in my experience. So, <laughs> Devils fans, if you would like to be number one in something else, um, you could you can you know continue what you're doing but it's still it's still pittsburgh you could try not, 
Yeah. I mean, they <laughs> have to shut up for a little while. They're very, they've been very quiet um, on the forefront for many reasons, obviously. But yeah, that's my, that's my ranking is Pittsburgh Devils. And then maybe like, I don't know, the Islanders mm-hmm. trolls. I don't know. They, yeah. I don't much, but I'm sure they'll come out in the playoffs. So yeah. yeah. And <laughs> it's good for, it's, Again, it's good for the league. Like, you have multiple competitive teams, right? Like, you go back to, like, the 90s. You have – it's not – it's the Devils, the Avalanche, and the Red Wings. Like, those are the best teams. Like, don't replace one team with the other. Like, have a whole bunch of good teams. Like, you know, this year, let's say, like uh, – okay, so last year the Avalanche won. Maybe this year it's the Bruins. Or next year it's the Rangers. And, and the following year is the Devils. Like, that's just – going to keep people tuned in because they want to see how far their team is going to go right uh-huh. it sucks that you know the rangers and the devils had such great seasons they're both top 10 teams in the in the, the league standing one of them is going to have to go home in the first round yeah it's uh i think it's interesting the canes ha- i mean the devils can can come in first or they can't they I have- can yes yes okay. they're um, one point behind the the hurricanes and they both play tonight yeah, I think it's more interesting because I, I do think – that's the other thing. I do think the Devils could go further than the Canes in the playoffs. I do think the Canes are a little beat up, and I think the Devils could go further. It's just a matter of then if they you know if they do get stuck playing the Rangers and the Rangers get stuck playing them, however you want to look at it in the first round, it obviously – it changes the whole landscape of the Metro because it's like the, – I don't think that the Canes have a team that is that are going to win. I don't think that they have a team that is going to, you know, go far, but if they play that, you know, whoever they play in the first round, if it's not the devil, if it's not the Rangers, um, I don't know how far that they're going to mm-hmm. go. I don't know. It'll, I think it'll be really interesting. We'll, we'll, everything will be in place after tonight and then we can just focus on who we got to play. But yeah, I'm, I'm uh, hoping for Zibanejad to get his 40th goal tonight. And then, yeah, uh, that's my, that's my hope too. I, I'm not worried about the devil's game and what place they're going to come in. I am. Strictly worried about about Savannah John and his 40th goal. So. Yeah, tonight's tonight's <laughs> Rangers Maple Leafs game is just gonna be like a Mexican standoff. Like and that's the, fun. just nothing. Fun. The Leafs too now. Like that's a that's a fun game. Like that's that'll be interesting. So. Like they're they're teams that are, this is not gonna be a physical game at all. I will be heavily. I will be very very surprised if there's more than 20 hits in this game. Yeah. Like this is it's gonna be like the St. Louis game. Just trading chances maybe. Or a lot of just lull play or Get something like that. All a day, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, just stay healthy, coast in the playoffs because the game, this game is meaningless. Basically yeah, because absolutely. The Rangers already clinched. The Leafs' first round matchup is against the the Lightning. We've known this for a couple, like a week or two now, maybe. Uh, so it's just stay healthy, and that's it. I agree. Couldn't All right. Agree. Well, <laughs> Natalina, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, that wraps up the episode. Ice Cold Takes listeners, we'll see you guys next week. All right, go Rangers. Hey, Rangers fans. Thank you so much for listening to the Ice Cold Takes podcast this week. Make sure you follow at Ice Cold Takes Pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest Rangers info. See you all next week. time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.